Sit back, turn the ship over to your covas and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. Oh seven commanders and welcome in. My name is Commander Psykit and with me as always is Commander Mel for the win. Oh seven commanders. If it's your first time listening, we're glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist podcast, we talk to a different commander or organisation. We find out a little about them, what they're up to in-game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Yep, before things get started, we just want to say thank you so much for being here, because this podcast would not be possible and would not be happening without the support of listeners like you. We get to return a favour today. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Such a lo- it's a long time coming. Um, the f- one of the very first things that we did when we announced the podcast, um, we announced that Flight Assist was going, going live and going to be a thing. Um, the guys over at Loose Screws podcast reached out to us and said, mm-hmm. would, you, would you like to come on yeah. and talk about your show? And we were like, yes, please. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An established Elite Dangerous podcast wants to talk to us? Absolutely. And and it was really like our first experience of being in like a podcasting environment. And um, well, well, they recorded um, uh, theirs live and ours is very clearly pre-recorded. It was just, um, yeah, it was very nice to have um, be invited on and um, just sit and have a chat with Ty and uh, Jay and Trax and, the lovely, lovely folks over there. It was a, it was a good conversation to have. Yeah. Um, and it certainly, yeah. well, for me at least, made me feel incredibly welcomed into this sort of like the the this podcasting community of Elite Dangerous Commanders because there are a right. few few um ED podcasts out there, and it's just quite. It was very nice to feel yep. welcomed um initially. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was nice to feel like um. They were genuinely happy. There was another podcast that was doing something different than what everyone else is doing uh, because each podcast has its own little kind of like yeah. niche audience inside of Elite Dangerous, inside of the Elite Dangerous content. Um, you have uh, Wortherspoon who who focuses on in mm-hmm. Galaxy News and Galnet kind of stuff. And then you have uh, Loose Screws and you have Elite Week that focus more on the events around those communities and the larger events in Elite Dangerous. Um, and, and then you have us that's kind of like focused on the commanders yeah. and the people actually playing the game. So it's, it really is a community of podcasts out there. And it, it's, it's nice to be able to have, uh, Jane tracks on today to talk with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I can't, I can't wait. We've been, we, we have been talking about doing this for a while and mm-hmm. literally as mm-hmm. soon as when we were on the show, um, we were like, yes, come on the show. And then it took forever, it took forever <laughs> to get everything to work. <laughs> Well, welcome on in, Jay and Drax. It's awesome to finally get you on the show. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm thrilled. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> it's a, now. It's a party. Yeah, Long time listener. Long time listener. First time caller. Yeah. Um, but but first person who had us. First yeah. person who had us as guests, it was very, very cool. If yeah. you can, if you can start for those people who might not know who you are, if you could start by telling telling us a little bit about yourself. So basically, it's like your commander name, uh, if you're mm-hmm. a content creator, and how long you've been playing. Sure, um, I my commander name is JN Tracks, and I've been playing 
since I got the game in like November of 2018. Um, and I, I'm a podcaster. I don't, I'm not that much of a content creator outside of that, but I've, I've sort of, um, slowly joined in with the loose screws podcast as it was kind of a little bit early. And then now I've, I've ended up sort of, uh, becoming the, the acting helmsman of that, um, (laughs) as the, the founder, uh, uh, Ty Worsham had to kind of step away for some personal reasons and stuff like that. So now I find myself, um, kind of de facto in charge, I guess. And I'm, wanting to further establish a team around me as, as he did, he established a team, including me that can take up for him when he needed to step away. And so now I'm feeling the pressure of building that back up. So anyway, that's what I do. We do a podcast called loose screws and I have done a little bit of streaming, but not really and stuff like that. So. Nice. 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 What was it? You said you started in uh, 2018. So what was it that kind of got you into elite to begin with oh man um so i (laughs) i've i've been like a a video gamer and with with like a particular bent toward like space stuff since i was really young Mm -hmm. and like Mm. my first computer games were like the x-wing series yeah and you know and then further on you know space kind of flight stuff for a long time it it kind of fell off for a little while i've always kind of played games but got into things like counter strike and stuff when that was um really really big and but i'm like a one game person so i was i had kind of run out of whatever i was doing i think i was playing the dishonored series and right. i was like i need a new game and i started researching and i found this thing Right. That, and, and I started reading about it, this elite dangerous thing and all the all the kind of warnings like it's really cool and it's a simulation and there's all these things that are very, very accurate and cool about it. But, you know, be warned, travel time. <laughs> right. Um, right. And I thought, huh, I could see myself hating that, but I could see right. myself really liking it. And, and then they had these. um I guess it still exists, but the original like combat tutorials were available as this separate free download. You have to kind of find it like it's not listed, but it's just this little self-contained thing. And it basically lets you do the thing where they pitch you against a couple of Cobras or or whatever it is with with Seekers and a multi-cannon or something. And I was I was like using that as kind of a demo. And I was like, yep, okay. This is good. We're we're doing this. Um, so I picked that up, and and it's been my pretty well my solid game since then. Um, yeah. And I had, although I think I've had sort of three um, births into Elite Dangerous because there was that right, it, and then it became like, oh my gosh, I'm in this galaxy. Uh, and then I wanted to try VR. <laughs> Um, and so I, so, so, so it's like spring the next year, the Rift S came out and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be my, this is going to be my thing. This is like making things easy enough that I'll get into it. And by then, you know, I'd been steadily playing this game and it was like my, my go-to thing for months. And then I put on VR and it was completely different in everything, you know, I was like, I have found yet a new, new game. Um, and, and now, and now looking at the game on a flat screen, I really only play outside of VR when I'm doing a podcast. 
Uh, right. So that because it's just you just can't you just can't do it with the headset on. And it's like looking at the game through like a little window <laughs> or mm-hmm. like looking at a looking at a drawing of, of the game instead of being inside my ship. So that just t- changed yeah. my whole like life. Yeah. And then wow. the third one, of course, was I, I then I found some people to play with. I found like a gaming community around the game, um, which is particularly around this the Loose Screws podcast community. And um, that's that has felt, again, like the same level of like, oh, my gosh, it's this all encompassing thing that that that's, you know, that's that's what I want to do with my free yeah. time. You know, every time I have some. <laughs> there, there are so many. um points and and sections where you as you can continue to play this game more and more things become open up to you and um like open up to you so yeah. and it's not just like the um the incremental stages within actually playing the game like you like you 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 unlock some engineers and you're like oh that's given mm-hmm. us more stuff oh you're going to unlock like some guardian bits and all oh, that's given us more opportunities to do things but um I I hadn't thought about joining joining a community and being part of part of like a specific community um being an another new start into the game um as someone yeah. who sort of like played vicariously through um other humans for a um for a very short amount of time and when I joined actually started playing the game there was no question I was joining PA um, because they were yeah. already in PA, mm. so I I got all of that together. So it's really interesting to hear, like having finding people to to play and interact with in game, um, feeling like yeah. a, a brand new start. Oh, yeah, I, that's that's kind yeah. of the same thing that I was going to say. Is I had never thought about because I I had an experience similar to tracks where it was I I started playing the game entirely by myself. I was always in solo. And then I found a group of people to play with and started playing in a private group. And it was like starting to play a whole new game. It mm-hmm. was like finding a sequel to a game that I already loved, um, where yes. all of the knowledge and everything I had learned <laughs> from the first playthrough when I was by myself still mattered. Like all those mechanics were still valid, but now I had all these other people that I could play with and I could, I could wing up with people like learning how to wing up with somebody is not a tutorial that you can get in game, but it needs to be because it's not as easy as you think it would. (laughs) It's like, how do I, how do I engage wingman Navlock? What does that mean? Why do I keep dropping out all of a sudden? Like all of those things. I mean, it, it really is a different kind of elite dangerous. And I had never thought about the, that, you know, the fact that you kind of have these, sequential lives that you go through these rebirths into the into the galaxy where you bring the knowledge from your past life with you and into these new experiences it's it's a really neat perspective i'm glad you said that oh well that's yeah i mean it it totally is though it's i I did i think i did probably play in in solo for a while because you know the warnings about travel time there's also these warnings like right you're going to get you're going to get shot down by by pvp commanders who don't care and are just trying to mess up your life and mess up your game and yeah um so i sort of perceived that threat right and right. and then and then i i i can't remember to if i'm completely honest i can't remember if i played in solo or just didn't really see people for a long time because it isn't that right. hard to not see people depending on what's going on yeah um, you're but right. then but then you do see somebody and I was like, well, this is really exciting. Like 
that person might not behave the way the NPCs are uh, programmed to behave. (laughs) Um, You know, what's going to happen? I don't know. And, and then, and then I think I got onto the Mobius group for a while, which is like the the very, very large private group uh, dedicated to um, like uh, eliminating non-consensual PVP, I guess is is what you should say. Right. And, but that's, that, turned into you know i was there experimenting with it and it seemed to be kind of a ghost town honestly and i think for one thing they had to split it into different time zones and things like that and but that didn't help either so i i almost never saw anybody in that um but then i i just started being in in open and um i really i don't know my my argument tends to be it's just not as much of an issue as as people say there are situations where you do encounter like pvpers who are doing something you don't want them to do um and i guess i have thoughts about that but generally speaking i uh, you know obviously they're allowed to do that Um, right right and i just don't have that much trouble with it i've been shot down plenty of times (laughs) um and i think i think what i say to new people who come into our community and they're sort of like well i i play in solo i don't know what should i I'm, i'm scared of it like just go get blown up a few times. You'll that fear will go away. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and if you if it to some extent, it's better to get shot down when you're in the smaller ships and your rebuy isn't that much. Then yeah, very go, true. Then to go a really long time and not have um uh end up in a big ship, still not be able to um not be able to get away or not be able to um not have had the experience of being shot down by another commander and then it's like mm-hmm. now i'm looking at a giant um yeah a, a giant yeah. by have, have that heart pounding moment right the heart pounding moment of being a te- oh my gosh what am i gonna do i'm not gonna win this one be combined with oh and i've i've lost all this work or something right yeah. all this progress <laughs> i've made yeah 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 that's a good point so thinking back to your very, very first time logging in, um, is there anything that sort of stands out to you when you very first logged in, even when you were playing the, um, playing that, um, the, oh, the free, tutorial free things. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that sort of stands out to you from that? Is there a memory that stands out to you from there? Um, hmm. You know, I, I guess I kind of attacked it pretty slowly. Um, I knew it was simulation based. And like I said, I kind of came up, through the like the x-wing series of star wars games were mm-hmm. very simulation like you know there was power management and, and all this stuff um things were a little they, they weren't as as thorough and not as uh, visible but there are numbers based things that go on there too and so i really did kind of like research things you know just on my own and learn what what does this mean um what you know my control bindings i spent ages <laughs> kind of getting that right and and um kind of before I set out. So I I don't have one of these stories where it's like, oh, I got in and I couldn't even take off or I took off and then I just crashed because I couldn't get it back down. Um I I got that like and I understood sort of the thruster situation, the six degrees of freedom and um I didn't have trouble with that. And I just did a lot of kind of reading and and watching kind of YouTube things. Um so what stood out to me? Gosh, I'm just dodging the heck out of your question. <laughs> okay. Um, it, you know, I, I really did. I, I just, I just loved the environment. I thought, I thought this is, this is really this expansive, you know, I, I, I yeah. could, I can concentrate on one aspect of this for so long. And then there is still like 
four other professions that I haven't even touched yet, you know, and it, it did. I kind of like stepped into it so little by little. In fact, I think I bought the base game right away. And then like two days later, the like commander's deluxe edition, you know, the the horizons plus some skins (laughs) went on sale. And I was like, Hey, steam, um, I just bought this. Like, can you help me out? And they were like, Oh sure. Like here's, here's basically steam credit for the difference. And so I just turned around and rebought the, the, the whole thing. Nice. Cause obviously horizons, you know, and yeah. um, yep. <laughs> I don't, you know, but you, but you can't know that like until you get in here, um, even though I had watched yeah. a lot of kind of YouTube stuff, I didn't really know. I was like, well, I like flying spaceships. So who cares about planets? But it's like, no, 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 there's a lot, it's a lot more going on yep. than that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, a, a pretty crummy answer, but I guess, yeah, I guess it's, it's not. It's completely <laughs> valid. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about your commander name, or if you have alts, if you want to talk about alts, like mm-hmm. what's your what, what's your your name in game, and like how did you how did you land on that? Oh yeah, I yeah I don't play any alts, um, but JN Tracks is the commander name. That's that's my Discord okay. name. That's everything. Um, that's that. I, I approve of that <laughs> philosophy. By the way, that's a really good way to do things. <laughs> it's simple, and I mean, it, it feels silly sometimes in in games when it's kind of a role playing situation. But I feel like this this game that's the one place, right? Like you, you can totally role play, but you're still going to have this like screen name style handle. Yeah. <laughs> um, JN Tracks comes from. Uh, my name and my job kind of, cause I'm, I'm a, an audio engineer by profession. So I do like uh, music and other audio production and mm-hmm. like really early into kind of making that into a profession. Uh, my name is Justin Newton. I don't care if people know my name, that's fine. Uh, and I, so I, anyway, I started just using this, like JN tracks was this thing that sort of fell up. It was like audio tracks, right? It was like tracks on right. the mixing desk. And it was it was like a screen name that was available on the platforms like that's that's that was a a twitter handle you know it, it was it was kind right. of an everything and i just started using it for everything um gosh it was uh, it was had to be like 15 years ago or something now <laughs> and um so anyway that that is where it comes from um and it there's really not that much more to it than that i guess but that's that's why that's why I have it and I just use it for everything. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's tough to find something that's available across platforms as far as usernames go. Cause like yeah. I, I've had the I've had the situation when I first started getting back into gaming, uh when it was when I was still in the army. So this was 2004, 2005, when like World of Warcraft first came out and like massive multiplayer online games were starting to become a thing, you know, more more mm. popular thing. And um I was hunting around for for a name, and I would be like, "Oh, this is available here. Oh, but it's not available on these other ones, so I can't use it." Oh, so because I wanted something I could use across all the platforms, and I kept like throwing all these names out. And uh, it, yeah, so so uh, it's it's definitely it's a it's a neat nod to have it kind of be like both who you are and what you do, like the two big identifiers of you know personality of of right. who we are also be your your handle on all these platforms yeah and and i think i i guess i should say i did i i didn't really pay attention to this for a long time because like i said it's available like in all these games and i have like my i I had all my sort of social networks and stuff like that could be my login for various things and stuff like that or you know whatever the associated thing was um i think there is like a 
electronic music or maybe hip hop or something producer that is using JN tracks as a, as like their <laughs> moniker um, that I found later only, only when I started looking into it later. And at this point, right. like I don't really use that professionally anymore. Like I still do have jntracks.com, but right. at least I think I do. Oh shoot. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't, now I can't remember if I, I think I actually do have that still, but um like I have, you know, I, I called my studio by a different name and my, my business is, is under a different kind of legal name. Like that's not the legal name for things, but, um, right. I, if you search for JN tracks and you find somebody on SoundCloud, who's making like music with, with loops and, and I, th- I think, he, I think they make hip hop music. Um, that's not actually me, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, there's always so there one. is an imposter. There's this, al- this, no, there's always <laughs> one. There's, yeah. no, there's, there's always one. There's a there's a psychic on Instagram. I'm well. There was one. I found, oh. There's a psychic on Instagram who isn't me, which is why I've got the um I've got the underscore after my um my name gotcha. on Instagram. Uh. And it um and when I first started when I first started uploading YouTube um videos, psychic was taken as well, which is why it's all leet speak on YouTube. Um, right. But it, <laughs> oh, I hadn't even noticed that. That's so funny. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's so annoying. It's like now it's free. There is the there is a psychic account, and I've got it. But I'm not I'm not transferring mm. it all over because I've I've done stuff on one account. It's very inf- yeah. it's very infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you you align yourself with a squadron or a minor faction? Well, uh, the Loose Screws podcast does have a minor faction and a squadron. Nice. Uh, they so that's that's where that's where we are. We we sort of hesitated on that for a long, long time because none of us who were like by then I I was kind of in on the podcast as a regular host, um, but we none of us were BGS experts, and we did not want to do that without more things so but as the community grew we we got some people who kind of can be in charge of that um with us slash for us really more for us i i like very much that that they handle it because they're very wise and smart (laughs) and um so so anyway yeah we did we did get a a player minor faction in the game um that is loose screws network i guess is what it ended up being called they wouldn't let us just say loose screws um, I've had some issue with that, uh, but I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> so loose screws network and, and, and it's not, it's like a free to anybody kind of thing. We're not aligned with a power and we're not planning yeah. on being because it's really, it's about, you know, we kind of wanted anyone who listens to the podcast and wants a group of people to roll with does not have one already. Um, we want it to be free and open to everybody. So it's based out of home system is Ross 310. And, you know, our our conquest radiates from there. <laughs> we're trying to, you know, conquest. We're, we're doing the thing that, that is fun. And where we have encountered um, other player factions, we've made sure to kind of maintain that same approach of like inclusion and just playing with instead of playing against yeah um, right so you know we we're, hey we're we're near your system like let's try to let's try to not be in the same system kind of thing like would making deals with people like will you please keep your lowest faction um in your system above five percent so you are not our invasion target <laughs> right. Um, right so you know and then and then we're all friends so yeah, yeah. 
It works well. That yeah. works well. I just had to do one of those reach outs this morning after uh, before podcast. I had to go in and say, um, hey, there's this faction that's starting to kind of come into our area and we're starting to go into theirs. And we should probably start having those talks now instead yep. of after the uh, the pack hounds start flying. I hate, <laughs> right, right. I hate those talks. It's my least favorite thing to do. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind. I like I'd much rather have the conversations um, rather than like occupy people's time with like a fruitless war or a few fruitless like in-game conflicts and stuff. But I just, yeah. I just, I find I get really nervous with those talks. And I don't know why I just get really nervous. Like, <laughs> Black people are going to be like, oh no, you can't, you you po- you couldn't possibly know what you're talking about, and that kind of thing. And I I don't know yeah. why because I've been doing BGS for years now, but um, yeah, yeah. It, every single time I have to reach out to someone and do something like that, I'm like, oh god, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. Well, the yeah. conflicts can be a ton of fun, and it's it's a great aspect of the game to to be able to approach it from the missions or when it comes down to it it's, if it's a war or an election or something um, they can be a ton of fun the the risk and the thing that i want to kind of hold paramount is that it's a it's a faction for having fun without kind of while trying not to exclude anybody yeah. so I only want to be in conflicts if they're going to be fun. And there's plenty of NPC factions who don't have feelings to hurt. So (laughs) uh, there's plenty of conflicts that can be had. And, and I don't know, maybe someday there'll be some faction that, that wants to have fun by having a conflict. And and that, that can be cool in like a role-playing kind of way too, but oh, definitely, uh, that's, that's how I would want to keep it for sure. Definitely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really do. Yep. Absolutely true. You had you had mentioned that you kind of have people who sort of take care of most of the BGS st- stuff mm-hmm. for you, which I totally understand. My, my faction's the same way. There's like a group of people who like BGS is their thing and they want to take point. And I'm like, absolutely, I won't stop you. Please <laughs> go ahead. Um, so outside of that, that stuff, what sort of resources do you find yourself going to in game? Like when you're playing, when you're flying around doing stuff in your ship is there anything that you lean on for uh for information or to look things up or to help Uh, you achieve goals (laughs) yeah um i mean in in ara invariably and eddb sometimes there's like a few things Mm -hmm. that i find are just a ton easier to look up on eddb Mm -hmm. but um mostly in ara and i i have um ed market connector running along ticking Mm -hmm. along um trickling information you know just trying to be part of the part of the network but but i also i love having that little thing there so i can just click right on to the system or my ship um the the other day i was flying around and realized that shoot my my corvette actually doesn't have a gun in its size three slot (laughs) that's silly (laughs) um what should i put here what, what? what should I? Put? So I've just been I've just been happily dominating every every combat engagement with with one missing gun. But uh, that's the thing about the Corvette, right? So yeah. so then, but Indeed. then I'm able to just click on that thing and it opens in Coriolis. So Coriolis is is where I build ships, and there I can figure out which gun is going to fit and not really change my power management very much, and um, and fit within the the power plant that you know so i i do pretty carefully build ships in coriolis and i like having those links i do have ed engineer on i feel like i'm not fully utilizing it because i have not i don't think i understand the interface for when it's telling me i can trade 
things. Either that or I just have enough mats that I haven't needed to do any trading to get um, any of the ship builds I'm working on. But I, yeah, I have that stuff um, running and, but, but it is, it does come down to mostly what I'm doing is, is talking to people and, and things like that. But when you get down to the hardware, I like having Coriolis and Inara right there to tell me what to do, (laughs) where to find it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And you, you, I, I agree with you entirely as well about, um, uh, Inara, there were just a couple of things yeah. which are so much easier to find in EDDB than Inara. Um, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. when, when I sit on, when I go to EDDB, it's normally commodities and trading yeah. and things like that where I sit there um, for the yeah. most part. I'm starting to get used to the Inara thing. It just seems like there's fewer clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, just, <laughs> yeah. just gives me a little bit of time. I can have a little bit of time to click. Yeah. Like, I like the look of Inara, mm. but. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, but EDDB yeah. is like when I want to get very specific about what I'm looking for, EDDB is the <laughs> one stop shop. Because, like you said, Psychid, it's like you go to that one page, you click on the stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah. fewer clicks and everything. Yeah, yep. You guys are, I, I agree. I agree. And I'm also <laughs> like buying, exporting from Coriolis to EDDB to go and find where to buy your ships. That's the other reason I use EDDB, EDDB without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. I have I have tried to do that on several occasions. And I will say, though, that every single time I have tried to do it, it's become clear to me that really I'd, it'd be faster and better off for me to just go yeah. to James and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I started, I was working on my um, one of my art accounts the other day, which doesn't have um, Founders World Unlocked or um, doesn't have mm. Shippers Unlocked. And mm. th- that one I found really useful to have it for. But um, yeah. normally, yes. normally if I if I build up a ship, I'm like, I'm just going to go to Shindaz. There's no point. Yeah. It, it... <laughs> you know, actually, the, the so the thing I've done the last couple of times is, is actually leaning more heavily on Inara. Uh, I, I build the thing up and then I actually, uh, because I, I didn't feel like doing the whole, doing the whole thing if I didn't have to. So I, I, I have a lot of ships just mm-hmm. sitting around like on my fleet carrier. And so I was like, okay, here's my build. Um, the last time I did this, I, I was like, I'm going to build a Mamba. Here it is. Um, let's see how, what's the quickest I can put this together. And I actually just, I stripped most of the parts off of my, FDL and it turned into a Mamba. And so then I go to Shindez, I bought the Mamba and the reactive and then filled it in with a bunch of stuff that I had elsewhere. And I think I only had to engineer uh, a couple of guns and maybe one module or something and everything else I just had laying around. Nice. So, that's really good. You know, that's, that's the other, and that's, so that's the Inara, like go to my thing and all, you know, show all modules yeah. and I just search them down. Do I have any of this, you know, size three yeah. or whatever's? Yes, I do. Look, it's on yeah. this ship because that's the other thing is 120 slots of storage. I mean, holy cow, yep. did I fill that yeah. up yep. fast? Um, so you just use ships to store stuff, <laughs> which I think everybody does. Yeah, I, I have don't. a, that's, Everybody does. I have a bunch of DBXs and, yeah. and um, um, Asp Explorers. Asp Explorers loaded up with like cargo racks and Guardian whatever. Yep. And, yeah. I don't have any of those. <laughs> I should really think about it. I've, I've never had a, um, I've, I don't have a ship for storing things. I should really, I should really buy a couple. You get a, 
yeah, yeah. a bunch of gunships yep. to store your guns yep. on. I figure that's why they call yeah, it. That's, that's, be. that's got to be, be it. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, um, what's your preferred control... Um, uh, words. What is your preferred control scheme? What do you use? Keyboard and mouse, HOTAS? I play H- HOTAS. Um, I have, nice. I have an X56, which is serving me well mm-hmm. for now. I recently... Um, oiled it <laughs> applied some nice. silicone silicone grease and it's much nicer um and i got uh i actually well it's not really a mod um i added a 3d printed center detent for the throttle yes. that yes. um my podcast co-host commander chig printed for me and sent over it's out i found the plans on online somewhere somebody had made this up and that's outstanding because yeah. now i can use full range throttle which is sort of necessary to really to really do it right in my opinion yep. and but that thing's um working well it's can you explain for, that to me i don't i don't know what that means you mean how, how it fits onto the x56 how it works yeah so so the, it's awesome the, it's awesome crispy and yeah, i were looking at it uh before yeah. we got rid of our uh x56s right so it's it's basically uh it ends up being sort of this curved little bar um that fits next to and sort of underneath the movable part of the throttle throw okay and then there's a piece that clips onto the handle of it and they sort of it's a thin piece so it acts as a leaf spring so it sort of compresses a little bit so it keeps a little bit of pressure and then there's just a notch and it all is 3d printed sort of perfectly so it kind of clips in and then there's this little piece that you just turn and it holds it all in place um easily so you don't have to damage the the device or anything um and then i just i can just feel this little spot in the middle and so it's just this piece of gray you know well whatever color you printed i guess this piece of gray plastic in my case that sits on onto the throttle making it so that i know where zero is and i did have to put a little bit of a center dead zone in there because it's not like perfect to what the center the sensor thinks is zero on the throttle so i have like a a little 10 percent dead zone but that's fine so um that's giving you like a full range of movement backwards and forwards with one move of the throttle rather than with a button press Right. Yeah. yeah, I just couldn't okay. get on. I kept accidentally hit. I tried doing the throttle reverse um, mm-hmm. toggle, but I yeah. kept hitting it. But I hit it by accident once. And then I was like going into galaxy map and yeah. I come back <laughs> out and suddenly like I have no shields and 30% hull. Why? Because I've just been bashing the back end of my ship into the ground of this planet the whole time i was in galaxy map not realizing what was going on um yeah so so full range throttle so when the throttle's at its center detent the ship is at rest yep that's good stuff cool i I, I, I did i think yeah i did start like i had an old joystick and and i used a joystick and keyboard for a minute and then i got a thrustmaster t16000 mm-hmm. um which lasted uh like a year and two weeks and it started to die right after the warranty um so i couldn't kind of in good conscience keep going with that so i had to kind of up my game a little bit and i, I i'm hoping this one will stick around long enough that i won't feel very bad about buying like a, some vkb stuff after cuz i I this is this is my whole thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> this yep. is like all I do. Yeah, yep, totally understand that. That's actually that's the move that I just made recently was from the X fifty six to dual VKB sticks, and yeah, it's it's like learning the game all over again. Like all your memory muscle memory is completely useless. 
But man, I, do you get like ridiculous ship control? Like yesterday uh, on stream for the I'm first so time. I'm so interested I did, in this, by the way. <laughs> I did full FA off combat, like full time FA off combat for the first time, and I didn't yeah. die. Like it's you have yeah. so much control. It's uh, I, how it's, do you, so so what what is your throttle? So I'm I'm mm-hmm. I get the dual stick thing for the sake of right. thrusters. So what is the throttle input, or do you just not use a throttle input? So the only time I use throttle input is when I'm in super cruise, right? So I have one of the hats. So the way I have mine set up is the right stick is all rotation. So like pitch on roll, the left stick is all translation. So it does uh, vertical and lateral thrusters the same way that pitch and roll work on the right, right stick. And then thrust forward and back is twist right and twist left. Some people do it where you push forward. Yeah. Some people do the, the, twist as the vertical and push forward and back on the stick. I found that if I keep the (laughs) axes the same, like pushing up and down on the right stick pitches me up and down, pushing up and down on the left stick moves me up and down. It helps keep my mind in like three dimensional space. And then for throttle, the only throttle since I, like I was saying in super cruises, the only time I need throttle, the only things I care about are full stop 75%. 100 percent and full reverse right um and even in, in super cruise i don't even use full reverse anymore because you don't get full reverse you get right. 30 kilometers per second or whatever it is um so just zero 75 and 100 so i have one of the three-way or the um four-way hats uh-huh. on yeah. the left stick set to down as zero up as 75 and push it in as 100 percent, and then to the left and the right is increment or uh, like more throttle less throttle because yeah. pretty much I set it and I forget it. And so right, I, right. I really don't need a throttle. Yeah, I'm I'm not FA off E enough yet to... I, I find the idea of no throttle to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get yeah. it. I totally get that. Like, even while I was asking you the question, I was like, oh, but wait, does he even need a throttle? Because um, that's what's always confused me um, about it. But I have the mini stick on the X56 for thrusters. So I have yeah. something sort of similar to that, but it yep. definitely doesn't have the fine control because you can't put curves on that mini stick for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really nice if they added some curve ability to those mini sticks. Then, I mean, then the X56 would really give dual stick kind of a run for its money. Right. Um, because I was doing FA off with the, you know, the X56 and the mini sticks and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to treat them digitally though. Um, because yeah, it's yeah. such a small throw, you know, it's, it's yeah, like using yep. sort of a controller, like a joypad or something, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, which, which is kind of okay, you know, um, but yeah, it could be better. So, yeah. So, um, what would you say you are best at in game? <laughs> um, I would, I would want that to be combat. <laughs> I don't know if it really is. I'm I'm at this point where um I'm at this point I I, I do I've I've taken part in all of the aspects of the game now. And right. I think I've figured out pretty good ways of handling all of them. I think I have ended up for a, a quite a while now f- somehow ended up being kind of most known for exploration because of right. this event that we did um that I <laughs> was sort of like found myself in in a leadership position in and we we did this big community expedition that we called that I called distant screws um that sort of started off as a as I thought it was going to be sort of a solo thing and then turned into this big thing and 
it was this, it, it was, it was, again, it was this big community feeling thing, like of, of everyone kind of going together. And then for the longest time, it was like, oh man, like people just coming to me all the time saying like, you did this for, for me, like you, and you made me love this, this game so much more because I explored in, in this way that I never had before. And, right. and I was along for the ride. Like that was my first big expedition. And I was like, guys, I don't know anything about this. You know, like <laughs> right. I, right. I was like, suddenly I'm planning an expedition um, and I'm importing it into EDSM with their help. And I didn't know anything about how to do that. And then it's like, oh man, the trip you planned was so beautiful. There were so many great sites. I was like, everyone i i picked things that people had already discovered that i knew were good <laughs> you know what i mean it was it was a little i guess i curated it a little bit but yeah. it was my first time going out that was the whole idea right i sort of came up with this idea on the fly it was my first time going out and oh man i was going to save this story for a question that i'm almost sure you're going to ask me later it's you know what? Right. You're gonna have to we're come gonna. Up with I'm gonna cut myself off. <laughs> hey, se- hey se- se- secret. Uh, I've heard the show before. Anyway, um, I I would it's like. Not like we the- ask the same questions every. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm reviewing my notes here. Anyway, um, I I think the thing that I would that I would like to say that I'm best at is combat. It's like it's the kind of the thing that I like to do the most, but only by sort of a small margin. Um, and I don't think I'm particularly great at it. I'm, I'm very dangerous, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to, I, I do not win most of my PVP engagements. Um, but I, I'm at that point where, um, you know, non PVP engagements are mostly trivial. Uh, and, and that's mostly because I know how to be prepared. Like I could find, I could go into a, a high CZ with a ship that I'm going to struggle with. Um, but most of the time I know not to do that or I know when I shouldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but for PVP, I, I, I am definitely irritating. <laughs> I've made myself <laughs> difficult to kill. That's about as good as I can say. I, I don't, I, mean, I don't win. <laughs> yeah. I don't win, but I, I usually don't totally lose. <laughs> I don't win, but I really cheese off the other player. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes that's more important. <laughs> we've we've done. I, I have. I've really enjoyed when we've done kind of little impromptu role playing things. Like members of our community are like, "Oh shoot, I just got shot down by this group of commanders in Desiat or something," and Desiat is like the the place where I. It's sort of like, oh boy, if you're um if you're running combat on newbie commanders in Desiat, you, you want it. So we're going to give it to you. So there's been a few occasions where we've all kind of hop, hop, dropped what we were doing and, and hopped over there kind of quickly. And my whole thing again is like anybody who's prepared for PVP, I am probably not going to win against, but I will yeah. be very annoying for them and I will give them a hard time. But in those situations, I, we go up for kind of like cheesy ships and, um, shieldless vipers that are very very hard to hit and just irritate right. them um we we had situations <laughs> where the they time. yeah you know like engaging a, a wing that was a couple of ships and a cutter and we made it so they could not accomplish their goals now we were not going to stop that cutter from jumping in and out of super cruise every time we fired torpedoes but um you know, we were not going to allow them to kill us. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of one of those situations, but yeah, I, I kind of do a, a little bit of everything, but that's, that's my favorite. It's your favorite as well as being the thing that you say that you're best at. 
Uh, I guess so. Perfect. <laughs> a, a very, any... it's, a, it's a very humble yeah. I'm best at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably the best out of all of these things. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm feeling like um, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing, but I really enjoy <laughs> doing it. And I feel like that's probably the better of. The, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah. for me, it's like, oh yeah, I'm good at it, but it's probably the best of a bad bunch with my kind of Is there anything anything that you've done in Elite or you've not done a lot of in in Elite that you'd like to do some more of? Um hmm. I what what haven't I done a lot of? You know, I'm 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 really just kind of learning about a lot of the BGS stuff. I'm I'm okay. watching our our BGS team members do what they do, and and I'm privy to what their decision making process is and what affects what. So that's the that's the thing where I'm kind of accumulating the most knowledge right now um, at the fastest rate, I should say, and then yeah. followed probably by the by the Thargoid stuff. Um, I have uh, I've done plenty Thargoid. of. I've, well, I don't know about plenty. I haven't done like a ton of it. I've, I've done enough. Like I've done my, my solo Cyclopses and stuff like that. And um, done the, the bigger guys um, w- with wing help. Yeah. And that's that's terribly fun. Um, and I do feel like I kind of like learn and, and get a lot better at it any time. There's like this this curve of how quickly you're improving on something, right? And it's like when you don't know that much about it, if you're trying really hard to learn and you're and you're really working at a new skill, you're you improve so quickly, and mm. then once you get pretty good at something, the improvement slows down a lot. And so, the you know those are kind of these areas where I feel like that that's what's going on right now in my brain. I'm like, man, I, right. I can I can get really jazzed about that because every time I sit down, it's like, oh wow, look at all this new stuff that that I get now that I didn't get yeah. before. Yeah. Um, where do you spend you and your, your squadron? You said you're based out of one of the Ross systems, right? Yeah. Ross 310 is the home system. Yeah. 310. Is that where you guys kind of hang out most of the time or do you sort of, is, is it kind of an every, every person for themselves out there? Uh, well, there is a lot of, of spreading out. Like there, there's a lot of people in the loose screws discord community that aren't even part of the squadron that are just kind of here. Like it's, it's that's sort of a portion of the total community as well. Um, but right. there's a little bit of, there's nine or 10 systems now that, that we're in and have kind of um, some significant control of. So there's a bunch that goes around about thing, different things that we're maintaining BGS wise. Um, so that's mostly what's going on. And then lately with all the um, community goals and stuff like that, I've been trying to take part in most of those um, right. as well. So people do spread out and then there's usually somebody one or two people who are on in, in general chat each night that are doing something totally different that might be, you know, 20,000 light years away. Right. Um, right. We're all, and we're all still chit chatting. So. Yeah. It's, it's nice though, between discord and in-game comms, you know, voice and text, it's nice that you can, uh, you can sort of spread out to to do the different things that are going on, whether it's, you know, we're going to go to Asteropay or Asteropay and, do Thargoid combat or, or, you know, right. some of your people are off at Colonia and then some of them are, you know, doing a, an expedition somewhere. Uh, and the rest of them are back and doing a community goal or helping with BGS, but you can all kind of stay connected, which in, in a, 
you know, kind of keeping it in universe in the future like this, we would have some sort of communication that allows for that sort of right. connectivity over long distances. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's neat that we kind of have, we kind of emulate that as players, even though it's a mechanic that in game we would still have access to. Right. Sure. And, and, and now the, the fleet carrier thing, right? Like people are spread out right. doing all over the place. Um, there's routinely every other week, there's like a, Hey, my carrier is going to be going out to the, uh, crystal fields or whatever, and, or to, to guardian space. And, you know, we've had several things where, and people will load up, load up the carrier on a Tuesday, spend a week out there, um, <laughs> and come back and we're all able to organize and, and get the people who need to be out there. I'm low on antimony. Right. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Yep. Everybody in the carriers were going to HIP 36601. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. That's kind of cool. So, uh, do you find uh, do you find that you rely on uh that sort of connectivity to other people in your squadron when you run into trouble or are you kind of uh I'm going to solve the problem myself when you when you hit like a snag or you run out of fuel or something mm. like what's your, what's your go-to for asking for help? Oh, I would definitely be in Discord. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's a, always questions kind of popping through in there. Um, I think mostly I'm at, I'm at this point where I, I don't have that many questions that I don't know how to find the immediate answer for just right on Google. But, right. but, you know, I know that, like I was saying just a minute ago, like I'm always kind of adding to my knowledge, right. Learning a lot right. about BGS or something like that. So, so yeah, BGS, especially, I wouldn't even start trying to Google on that. I would go straight to my people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, what, what happens? You know, should we be this, this NPC faction is, is being mean. What do we do? (laughs) You know what I mean? Negative (laughs) trade. Tell me about negative, negative trade. (laughs) And they got it. They got the answers. Um, So it's definitely that it's definitely the community. Sweet, sweet. What would you say, um, and we're, get, we're coming back to a question, which I think is the yeah. one you were holding off from. What's your fondest memory or the most amazing thing that's happened to you in Elite? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is, it's these ad hoc things and the, the things that you didn't know were going to happen. <laughs> uh, and, and really this, this big expedition that I accidentally planned and did Mm-hmm. Um, I had this idea and I think I thought of it when we were just live recording a podcast one night and said, Hey guys, what do you think? I've never been to Colonia or Sagittarius A star. Um, what do you think about this? I'm going to plan a trip and do it and stream the whole thing so that it's like essentially, um, v- video on demand on YouTube yeah. um, when I'm right. finished. So, so it was sort of like, I'm going to do this as a new commander who's never been to these places and see what it's like. And cause I remember thinking, well, shoot Colonia, like, is that a big deal? How big a deal is it? And, and, and so then I would have this sort of video record of this is, this is what it actually took to get out there. And, and I wasn't trying right. to like do it in a sidewinder or anything. I, I went ahead and <laughs> I went ahead and, and set up, um, a not totally min maxed, uh, exploration anaconda, um, for the thing, but, but I started doing it and, um, the, the sort of leader of the podcast who has, has since stepped away uh, for a while, uh, Ty Worsham said, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's make this a thing. Announce mm-hmm. it. I think people will want to go with you. And I was like, Oh, all right, well, whatever. I said, so let me know if you want to come. <laughs> and it was like, 
oh, wow, a lot of people want to go. Okay, well, let's import it into EDSM. Let's make an actual route. And I did it. And there ended up being something like 80 commanders that came. Wow. Um, and we did the whole expedition. And like I said it, uh, before, it was it was this kind of curated by me, but I did pick systems that were known as the waypoints. Right. But there, so there was stuff right. that I knew was going to be nice to see. And boy, there's a lot of hours of, of really boring stuff. But I was typically, most of the time, we were chit-chatting about random stuff while it was going on, sometimes topical, sometimes not. Um, but it's all there. And it ended up being, I, I can't remember, I think uh, 14 episodes, essentially, that are you know between three and a half and five hours long, where I did you know five to seven light years a, a night. I did it like once a week for a long time. And I went, we went all the way out there and back. And then as if that isn't enough, the the thing, this sort of, this, this unfortunate event um, happened. One of our community members, uh, Commander uh, Jello Wiggler, right as we were about to set out, he uh, lost his daughter to her battle with cancer. And we decided to kind of co-opt this into being a bit of a memorial thing. Um, mm. So it, it, we, we knew, we found out kind of right before we left. And um, to make it cooler, we we got some uh, rare goods, uh, particularly the um, Shan's Orchid. Um, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's another name for it. That, I thought that, you know, that one was nice. That was actually Kaizen's idea to that particular thing. But basically, like, get something, some kind of rare good, and we're going to carry them all the way out there. And we're going to throw them into Sagittarius A-Star. <laughs> Um, ceremonially at the end and so we like i said we streamed the whole thing so we we set out we we did the we did the whole thing um it was carrying rare goods out there means you can be anywhere in the galaxy and you will still be besieged by pirates Uh, so that made (laughs) things a little interesting with everyone's exploration ships but um another one of our kind of the one another one of the leaders in our community uh commander dubs uh, he always says, uh, stay strapped or get clapped, I believe is his line. So um, we, we, our exploration ships uh, were not weak. <laughs> and, right, um, right. So we, uh, two or three of us were happily keeping the pirates at bay while we performed these, um, this ceremony of, of throwing all this stuff into the black hole. And, uh, and then That's we so came cool. back. And, and so it, it was this really, it was this big thing. And, and, um, that this is also like, some people have probably heard of, uh, commander, uh, Jello Wiggler and, and his daughter, Evelyn, there was, um, there was a petition for FDEV to kind of commemorate this as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, they did, they, they, uh, got with Drew Wagar who made a short story about yeah. and 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 it was yeah. it was read and it's in audiobook form um free for anybody to hear and it's they they have now recently uh added a star they have named Evelyn's Light which is a a um neutron star near Colonia and we are in the process of setting up uh a sort of a round 2 and I think I guess this is going to be called Distant Screws 2 uh, expedition for Evelyn or something. Some of, some of this isn't totally finalized, but the plan this right. time, because in the story, um, commander Evelyn is out exploring and then, and something happens and you can find out for yourself. But, 
um, they find the record of her exploration and stuff, and, uh, and it's very touching. So they have uh, now there's a named system in there, and we're going to go visit it. And at that point, we are going to turn our sights onto the black and just go elsewhere, um, which is something I can't really do in EDSM, right? You have to sort of plan out your waypoints. So what we've done is plan the waypoints. Actually, this is very little to do with me this time around. I, I found that I was really busy and I let uh, Jilla Wiggler and a, a few other people kind of take the lead on planning this one. Uh, and so we're going to go out to Evelyn's Light uh, along a predefined path of waypoints. And then from there, I think he left a one or two month gap before we need to be the, the only other waypoint is being back home. Um, so go anywhere and discover things is what we're going to do. Um, nice. And so that's, we're going to go get lost, I guess. <laughs> nice. Nice. And that'll be coming sometimes. I think, I think we're starting that in planning to start in January. We actually haven't announced okay. it yet. So I guess I'm sort of announcing it now. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, it, it's, it's pretty well established. It's pretty well yeah. done. We're all ready to like import it to EDSM and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that kind of answers the next question too. Like, what is it that keeps you logging back in? If you're having experiences like that, I can't imagine you would want to ever log out. Like, <laughs> Right. I, I do. Well, it's it's like work life balance, right? I I have yeah. to kind of I, I mean, my wife knows what I why this matters to me, and it, it she's not so much of a gamer as me, so it it does take some a little bit of like explanatory stuff, but like this is this is why um, it's it's this group of people, you know, when whenever you get enough people together, you're gonna have events like this. It's not just one or two or ten people. So there have been community members who have lost someone close to them. And sometimes it's something like this and sometimes it's something much more private, but we're, we're there for each other in, in that way, in this way that maybe only internet friends can be sometimes, yeah. right. you know? And I think, I think that goes to say for a lot of different types of personalities and stuff. Like I'm a pretty introverted person when it comes to, hanging out with people like i i don't seek that out a ton in in my real life um i have plenty of friends and i have great relationships with them but like i'm not i'm not drained by the 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 pandemic keeping me at home all the time because i didn't really get a lot of energy from going out and doing things with people all the time anyway but right. There's a lot of people out there that are like that and might be totally shy and there's a lot of people in i know in our community who are shy to get in general chat but they talk with us on text a lot yeah. and that's, that's a connection that you wouldn't have otherwise. So it's immeasurable, you know, totally. I can't, you can't place a value on it. And if mm -hmm. you can have yeah. fun playing a game while you're doing it, then that's outstanding. That would be Artie. Yeah, Artie is with. making an appearance. Bear with. Bear with more like <laughs> I kill my dog for just a second. <laughs> if, it's not, if it's not my cats it's my dog i swear today i got two dogs I'm, in here with me but they're both very quiet oh my god he's worse <laughs> he's I, like as soon as he got back like my husband takes him for a walk normally when we do the recordings but he got back and then my husband had to go up and finish some work um 
that he was doing, as soon as he got back, it was zoomies and barking everywhere. And I was just like, <laughs> why? <laughs> you look. <laughs> so, Don't you know I've got stuff to do? I know, I know. Yeah. The, the sheer audacity of him. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, man. Anyway, if um, you were to go back to your very first day as a commander and give yourself one piece of advice um, as a brand new commander, what would that piece of advice be, do you think? Um, so I did not, I did not do any of this road to riches quick, quick stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I did a pretty good job of not skipping things. Um, when I was getting into YouTube tutorials early, I, I didn't, I didn't follow the, the get into an anaconda as quick as you can. Um, I did watch a lot of Vindicator Jones. Yeah. Who was threatening to come back recently and then sort of didn't, yeah. um, miss you. <laughs> anyway, a lot of the combat tutorials, like that's how I got my head around that pretty early. Um, I thought that was outstanding work. Um, yeah. and then other than that, it was, we keep talking about Isonona or however you say yeah. that, the oh mystery man. Um, f- anyway, yeah, we don't need to go white whale. over that and over it. White whale. Sh- the white whale. <laughs> show, up, show up, friends, to all of us. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. so anyway, I didn't, I didn't do any of that stuff. I don't regret the path that I took. Um, I think I took my time with it, and that was absolutely the way to go. I do wish that I had found a community sooner. Um, that sort of seems like a dull answer after I've been blabbing about community for an hour, but, uh, you know, that was the third, the third of my game awakenings. Um, I could have, I could have done with that being the first one and I would have just had, uh, more fun for the first, Mm. I don't know, eight months or a year or whatever it was even more fun. Um, the game is nothing well, the game is, that's the thing. The game is not nothing without a community. It's still a ton, but it is so much more with a community that it seems like it's nothing without one. So that's what yeah. I would say. Find people, find people soon. Yep. So the advice that's, is, that's one of those, you know like, there's other people who play this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Do it. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's one of those, like, like we need like somebody with the wizard voice who can be like, Seek out the others. They will oh, no. need you as oh, much no. as you need them. Like, <laughs> like the prophecy has is coming to pass. Oh, <laughs> You're not so, the chosen um, one. It's everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Um, flipping the time machine around and going forward, what's something that you you hope for that you're waiting for from Odyssey mm. that has not been announced? What would be, if mm. you could have a feature request, what Full would it be? VR support. Okay. <laughs> I play exclusively in VR. Um, I am, I, I, you know, the roller coaster, right. Of being told about these things and, and, and finding out that VR not support, try, trying to get some kind of answer and getting almost nothing back for a long time then. Okay. So yeah, I, I went from being a stern no buy. <laughs> if I can't play right. it in VR, can't buy it. Sorry, no offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, definitely I'm very excited for Odyssey now. I'll, you know, that's fine. I know it's difficult, so it's fine to play it on like sort of a flat panel inside the headset kind of thing. That is definitely how I will be playing it. Um, so that's that ends up being the biggest thing. Um, all the other stuff like that I kind of wish was included. 
um, I don't see as particularly realistic. I think they've kind of set their sights where the market needed their sights to be set. Right. And I also just don't know what goes on um, with with code and stuff like that. Um, so right. I guess, you know, VR support, I, I also am still really hopeful and optimistic that it, it has to come with um, kind of a recode for the way a lot of the instancing and the multiplayer works with regard to wings and SRVs and multi-crews. Yeah. The things yeah. that are just kind of finicky, I feel like they were kind of patched in and... Um, Many people have said, and I tend to agree, that part of the code probably has to do with, um, as far as the ones and zeros are concerned, the the ship is the commander as far as the game is concerned, and that needing to be separated out in order to make the commander yeah. into a person. Mm. Um, but I yep. can see a path where they might not be changing that about the game, you know, because there is this transition, right? There's this fade to black reappear as a person that's going to happen to us as it does with the SRV right. now. So maybe that doesn't change. I'm still hopeful that it, that it works better. Um, they've been very clear about us being able to have these combined forces of on foot on SRV in the ships at the same time in the same instances. So, yeah. um, yeah. So that that's what I'm I'm kind of I guess most hopeful for that I think will actually turn up on day one is the nice. instancing and kind of stuff like that. I would I would like all that to to be to work. I would oh man, I'm gonna keep talking if you don't stop me. So. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. More than four in a wing. Like I, I all the time we oh, want to have bigger wings. Four in a wing. Mm-hmm. Or or let us combine wings. Um yeah. if, if we yeah. don't want to change the graphics, you know, to have just the three names up top. Um, four wings, but maybe we can organize the wings into flights or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. we can combine because yep. all the time we want to do, I we want to go um, take on the Medusa, and you know, there's eight people here. Well, shoot, how are we gonna how are we gonna all reliably get into an instance with when it's an ad hoc instance? So yeah, yeah all that stuff uh, could really be better. And also, like you can drop in on some beacons, um, and there are. Um, like distress signal be I can't even remember what beacon I used to drop in on. There was a wing of seven in there. Um and the first time I dropped really? in on a, Yeah, I've dropped in on a beacon and found a wing of seven. Of NPCs. Yeah. NPCs, of NPCs cheat so bad. Of NPCs. Yes. So so cheating. It's a hacking NPC um <laughs> You know, like an FAS NPC is there and you shoot out their power plant and then like moments later their shields come back online. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. me a break. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Come on. Yeah, they definitely have the hacks. Cheating NPCs. Those NPCs. Those, yeah. those cheating blooming NPCs <laughs> and adding a lot of other expletives at the end of it, which I'm yep. not going to add right now. <laughs> aside from aside from the um the the uh distant screws project that's um you're working yeah. on at the moment. Are there any other projects that you've you've got in the works that we can look forward to? Um that's that's the thing. Um, that's the thing that we're doing right now. The other stuff that we've had going on, um, really has just been like little incidental events. We've done a couple of things with, uh, Commander Awan, who, Mm -hmm. Professor Awan, I, I'm going to, yes, I like Professor, um, Mm -hmm. um, where where he's done, um, like these guided voice acted lore tour 
things. So we've done two at this point. One was um, about the Black Flight, and then one was about the Halloween. Um, those, he, he seems to really like putting them together, and they are really cool. Uh, and we're trying to do other little like Tuesday night things. Um, sometimes we've done a mining night. We've done, I, I want to get one that's like kind of a combat tutorial night. There's a lot of people that are newer commanders, and it's easy to sort of lose sight of that when you've been playing for a long time. And I, I'd love to help people like come in let's let's wing up and i'll try to try to critique what's going on and figure out what you're having trouble with and stuff and kind of live in person but those are all really small um so i don't know i guess the biggest thing is um because our the podcast founder ty worsham has has felt he needed to step away we want to keep the lights on for when he comes back um Right. And, you know, I, I wanted I wanted this to be him. <laughs> I wanted me to be him on this show because um, mm-hmm. right. he did he did create this podcast and I kind of got in touch with him pretty early on. And um, he he put in a lot of work to establish this and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing my best to help and I'm doing my best to kind of ride that. But I want to we want to keep the lights on for him. So it's us. It's myself and Commander Chig uh, and El Hate and Nurgle doing the BGS stuff. Um, dubs. We're, we're, there's there's a, a bunch of people here, and we're, we're trying to make sure there's still a podcast in the community for when he feels like he can come back, and that will be. Then I'll think I've done a, a success. That's awesome. Gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, is there? I, I think we've we've kind of already covered this one. Is there mm-hmm. anything else that you play if you're not playing Elite? <laughs> well, okay. So Star Wars Squadrons came out. And I'm, right. a, I'm a big fan and I, I really wanted this thing that it was described to be the spiritual successor to the X-Wing series. Yes. Um, I feel like there's very little game there ultimately. And it was so riddled with bugs. I think this very week we're supposed to be getting the 2.0 update. Can you imagine a mm-hmm. 2.0 update to a game like a month after release? Yeah. Um, yep. th- there were fundamental things kind of broken with it. There's some stuff that's really cool and fun about it, but I think it's very thin and there's, it's, it did not hold my attention long. So we'll see if they can sort of get that back. But anytime I step out of elite, it would has in the past month, it has been for that and it hasn't been for long. So that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Sweet. I think, I think that puts us onto the lightning round. I think you're right. Okay. I think that's it. Um, you've seen the show, you know, how you, you've seen the uh-huh. show, you've listened to the show, you know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. We, we I have this little this- bell. I, I So I, I've been a podcaster for like seven years because I do another podcast with my friend about guitars and stuff like that. And we right. have this bell, right, that we, <laughs> we ding to, to punctuate important points. Uh, and I, in my head, I'm dinging the bell every time I listen to your show and somebody's throwing out their quick fire answers. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, what do you think? Bell on, bell off. Bell off. I'm going to say bell off right now. <laughs> okay. All right. No bell. <laughs> No bell, no bell, no matter how important, how much you need it. <laughs> oh, so okay. if you're ready, if you're you're yep. ready, we shall we shall begin. What's your favorite ship? Uh, the the Mamba right now. It changes a lot. And your least favorite ship? The only ship I ever bought and sold is the Keelback. There What's are many the I haven't tried though. Sorry, best That's ship right. is. <gasps> The crate mark two. The worst ship in the game? The cutter. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite station? Um 
I don't know. Uh, Ro- uh, Maury Port in Ross 310 is our home station. And your favorite system? Sagittarius A-Star. <laughs> True or false? There is a free anaconda at Hassan Orbital. Th- that is false. I am a purveyor of true information. <laughs> Do you use engineered or vanilla modules? Always engineered. Are you Alliance, Federation, Empire or Independent? Staunchly independent. Who's your favourite power play leader? My wife. <laughs> if you are out of gas, the fuel rats or suicide? Uh, definitely fuel rats. Haven't had to if, do it yet. If you have low hull, do you call the hull seals? Do you keep going or do you suicide? Uh, hull seals. Sure. True or false? There is a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. The free fleet carrier is in your heart the whole time. Ask your friends for money. (laughs) (laughs) Thargoids, friend, foe, or undetermined? Probably both. And finally, flight assist, on or off? Usually on. I toggle a lot. Excellent. Nice. It's usually on, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, awesome. Is there anything that we haven't covered or talked about today that you would like to talk about? Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I've, I've, this has been really fun. It's always great to look forward to the show each week. Um, and yeah, I, I, I it's been a thrill. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Sweet. Excellent. And if anybody wants to connect with you or get to know you better, where can they find you online? That's going to be the Loose Screws Discord. Um, if they go to loosescrewsed.com, there's the links to all of our things. They're, and they're really like Discord is, is what it's all about. And that, that's where I'll be. Awesome. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. It's been, it's been <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful to be able to finally return the favor and have you on the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all. Thank you all. Tons of fun. That was a really great, like I got teary when we were, uh, when he was talking about Evelyn star, I did not know that was going to be, I didn't know that was going to be discussed. And I didn't know it was a loose cruise thing. No, I didn't didn't either. Absolutely. It was, um, it's nice to see the, that, that sort of side of the community, something that I knew about, but I didn't know how that it was um, connected to um, the Lucy yeah. community. I think that's, that's awesome. That's really, really, that's really awesome. It's a beautiful thing. And it's lovely yeah. that um, Frontier was still doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice that they, they listen to the communities and to the players when events like that happen that, that are real world based, but they yeah. have an impact on those, player personas right the the pilots in the uh in the pilots federation that we represent like those real world events affect us in game uh, to a certain extent and it's nice that they're able to that they have the flexibility as a developer to see that happen and to to act upon it because there are a lot of games where there might be a community and something that like that might happen, but yeah. the studio or the developer is so detached, it would never occur to them to do something in game. And Frontier seems like I, I think, especially the you know the current community team that they have in place, ha- really has eyes on 
us as players and what what's happening in our lives and in our games and how they can how they can tip their hat to that. Definitely. Definitely. The people um that they, they understand that there are real humans behind those commander commander names and that's and that they right. have lives and all of that so it's just so beautiful. It, the connection yeah. that we have with the um with the company is just it's just a lovely thing. Um and talking to as was talking to Jane Trax, who is every bit the loveliest human that um I expected him to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's nice to see the Loose Screws podcast itself, even though Ty's not over there anymore, to see that podcast still continuing to succeed and to move forward. Definitely. And um, you know, even though he wasn't like like he said, he didn't Trax didn't seek out you know, taking over it, but they wanted to make sure that uh, it kept moving forward. It kept serving its listeners. It kept serving the community. And then, you know, if Ty does want to come back, he's got, he's got a place to drop right back into. If he ends up not coming back, they've got a way to take that community forward. Um, And it's, it's really a testament to him and to the, to the rest of the loose screws that, 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 They've created a community that's genuinely a living organism that's able to survive on its own in the wild, regardless of who comes in and who leaves. Because he mentioned that they they have a very much drop-in, drop-out kind of policy as a community. Um, mm-hmm. And those things either very much flourish or very much fail very quickly. Definitely. Um, and so it's it's nice to see that it's it's one of one of the former that is continuing to flourish and continuing to grow. Absolutely. And if Ty does come back, we'd very much like to have you on the show, Ty. It'd be awesome. Yeah, you need to come on and talk to us. <laughs> but Ty and so that's that's our that's our mm-hmm. mega wish list is we Ty have Ty on the there. Oh, as Anona. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll my have to gosh. start a board somewhere. Oh, we'll get a, we'll get a, like a whiteboard, like the Put top ten most tape. winning commanders. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well that's all for this week um you can browse episodes and check more information about the podcast our our website flightassistpodcast.com and you can stay up to date by following us on twitter at flightassist underscore ed remember this podcast is all about commanders and communities and that means you we'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests and if you're an elite dangerous commander who wants to be a guest on the podcast or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest we need to know about that too Send us your questions and your information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ed, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io forward slash flightassistpodcast, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on our website. Until next week, this is Commander Psykit. And Commander Mal for the win. Handing the controls back to you. Flight Assist off. <laughs> <laughs>